You are listening to the REI Central Podcast presented by Maven Realty. I'm your host, Troy Gandy, broker in charge of Maven Realty, with my co-host Dan Rivers, your eco-friendly realtor. This is a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to all things real estate and real estate investing in the Charleston market. REI Central is a monthly real estate investing meetup presented by Maven Realty and Clear Vision Coaching. An REI Central event takes place every month right here in the Charleston area. We would love to see you at our next event. Also, please know that we are not attorneys or accountants. The contents of this show should not be considered legal or financial advice. The discussions in this show are not intended to be professional counsel. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. All right, thanks for tuning in to episode number 23 of the REI Central podcast presented by Maven Realty. Um, we've taken a little bit of a break kind of by accident. Dan and I were both really, really busy. Um, and then I was renovating my office, which is mostly done now. And I think we can all agree it's a lot better. That looks nice. <laughs> it is hot as shit, though, because I forgot to turn the air on um, before we got in here. But um, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Um, so we should be able to get back to our normal, fairly normal schedule, like roughly every two weeks. Um, we had a, a Kelly Garrett was going to come in today, but she got slammed. Um, so one of our other agents, who's an investor as well, we've been wanting to have him come in anyways. He works with Dan um, on a regular basis, and he's got a cool deal going on at the moment. So we're going to talk to him about that and just let y'all get to know him a little bit, too, because I think he's going to be becoming more and more present in our market. So just getting to know him will be really good. Um, We have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, We did our REI Central meeting last night, which went really well. We had not done one since, I think it was March. Um, We did a couple Zoom ones in the meantime, but um, we're glad to be getting those back together. And that was a a much bigger turnout than I was expecting. I didn't count. I think it was like 30-something. I'd say about 30 people. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot. There was 27 confirmed on the Facebook page, but I think a lot of the people that do the yearly membership don't confirm on there, which is fine. Um, So I was really happy to see that many people. Um, So we'll do it again in, what, October? Is next month? Yeah, October first Thursday of October yeah. at six p.m. Yep. <clears throat> and I think same um, place, same place, same That's time. A good spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, the we were talking about maybe trying to do it a little bit earlier, but I don't think we're going to. I think we'll we'll keep it from six to eight. Yeah. Which I like doing it at that time, but like I was saying last night, the we do it at city-owned properties, and the city of North Charleston had to let go like all of their part-time employees, so they don't have a night. Um, staff there anymore so the woman that was working the front desk is like a pretty high up like recreation department individual so i just felt bad keeping her that late because she'd gotten there at like seven in the morning and she's really sweet so i talked to her about maybe doing it earlier but i think she's just gonna figure out some alternative for us so glad to have that back um podcast will get back to normal um market still crazy dan will go over some market updates but um i'm getting a little bit of free time now had a bunch of closings, so I'm trying to get my head back in order um, and get my administrative stuff back to normal. So, um, Dan, let's go through some listings. You're killing it, man. Um, I want to brag on you real quick. You got how 41 closings or something this year? Yeah, 36 to close to date and five other uh, set to close. That's yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah. So that'll b- probably put you in the platinum uh, realtors category, which is top two percent. Top two percent is forty-five, so I'm going for that forty-four yeah. and a half. Yeah, that's nuts, man. Yes. That's so awesome. Um, I mean, you've just succeeded all your goals like just so quickly. So I'm real proud of you. Thank you. Um, and you've got all the listings. I've only got one, so let's go through them. All right, we'll go through some listings. So right now, I've had it listed for a little bit. It's eighteen Duncan Street. 
uh, Unit C, it's it is a single family home, but Duncan Street's kind of um, this. There's like a little side road off Duncan Street, so there's an A, B, and C, and this is the back unit. It's a really beautiful three bed, two bath, little under a thousand square foot home, Charleston style. So it's got the front porch on the uh, lower end and the upper level off of one of the bedrooms off that hallway, and it also has a yard, and it has two parking spaces as well so mm. it's a very unique animal you can airbnb it you do have to live there if you airbnb it but right now it is rented out to some college students uh three bedrooms but only two girls live there uh, and it's at 3100 a month it's rented out and there's still one parking space available to rent for another 100 150 a month so you get about 3200 a month at this one uh the asking price is 559,000. we have had some interest there we have someone looking at it now we just got on the flat map so hopefully that one uh will move soon yeah I also have land at 172 President Street downtown over in Elliott. Well, no, I'm sorry, it's West Side, um, just across the street from Elliott Borough. Okay. Um, this is a this is a good location. We already have plans almost ready to go. It still has to go in front of one more board for final permit review. Um, but there's an architect and builder that's willing to um, proceed and move forward and build the home, or someone else can kind of do their own plans there. Um, I, we have 989 Main Street. Actually, main road actually the guest and i won't give it up who it is yet but uh we have that listed we put that up yesterday yeah yesterday we already have some interest in that that's only seventy five thousand dollars for an acre of land on john's island it is a home that needs to be torn down but utilities are already there um there will be some setbacks that'll be a little tight because it's a narrow lot but it is deep so i would suggest anybody who wants to buy that one knock down the home and actually build a home further back so you don't have as many setback issues I have 105 Broughton Road. We actually just took that off the market just temporarily right now. That's for $225,000. That's in Monk's Corner. It's 2,000 square feet renovated home on uh, a nice plot of land. Uh, we're just having, there's an oak tree that's over it. So we're having that tree limb removed today. Um, a couple of quick little updates in a couple areas. And then we're going to get that back on the market in a couple weeks. Um, and then we do have... Um, some coming soon um hanahan i guess i'm not supposed to say too much about it but i hear there may be a home coming soon in hanahan over in tanner plantation uh, for about two hundred sixty thousand. that's going to be our somewhat renovated some updates to that home um one coming in capri isle that's going to have a in-law suite that could be used as a short-term rental so it's a good income property and you could pull in that area about 35 to 40 something thousand dollars gross oh, cool. just on the airbnb there and has water views all renovated beautiful large island updated kitchen that one hopefully will be hitting the market in a few weeks and then we have a mobile home um, off scotch range we're just waiting for some title work detitling and title work to come back and hopefully that'll be on the market soon so we do have some and there's also some other ones in the in the pipeline that hopefully will be hitting this uh, soon as well awesome that's good yeah. i only have one <clears throat> active listing right now it's a 4-2 townhouse downtown. If y'all hear any background noise, that's the printer calibrating, and I can't get it to turn off, <laughs> so it'll stop in a minute. Um, the This is at 11 America. It's currently listed, um, I think it's listed at 360-something, um, which is a really good price for mm -hmm. a 4-2. Um, it is on the east side. Um, it's across from some of the um, affordable houses which have been a little bit of a detriment to us, but I mean, that's just the east side. So, you know, it is what it is, um, but it's in really good shape, new roof and all that stuff. So we've had some more activity on it lately. I'm doing an open house down there this weekend as well. If anybody wants to stop by just to chat, I'll be nice. down there Sunday um, from two to four. 
Um, and then Dan, you've got some more market information for us. Um, is this similar to what you went through last night? Yeah, it's similar okay, to what cool. we did last night, but I'll go over it again. Yeah, so obviously we have different listeners than um, who are at REI Central. But And these are the end of August of 2020 and 2019 numbers. So the end of August, the amount of homes sold in this year was 1,923. Last year was 1,850. So we sold more homes this August than last year, same time which I was mentioning this last night makes sense. March and April were kind of slow, so everything got pushed through the June, July, August, and even I'll go over it in a second, kind of where we stand as far as new listings and activity. But um, sold year to date is 13,542. Last year, the same time, was a little under 13,000. So we've sold over 600 more homes in 2020 than we did in 2019. Here's the number that really stands out. Listings in August, at the end of August, there were 3,955 new listings. I'm sorry, um, active listings. Same time last year was 6,139. We're down 35% in the amount of listings this year to last year. And that's really been a factor. Um, not only that, I'll, I'll break it down uh, a little bit below, but there were 360 homes for sale, $250,000 or under. That includes townhomes, condos, and houses. If you just do single family homes in the Tri-County, there were only 160 single-family homes under 250,000. This was as of yesterday, September 3rd. I mean, that is absurd, and that's the affordable housing um, area or like first-time homebuyer price range. Sorry, that's what I meant by that. And there just isn't an inventory. They're just flying off the shelves. Everything's multiple offer situation if it's yep. a good home and a good price. Um, I mean, the median sales price went from 359,000 last August to 399,000. Days on market are 16 as opposed to 28 last August. I mean, everything, it's, things are moving quick. There's low inventory. If people are listing stuff, it's a price right. It moves very quickly. So this, this market is, um, you know, crazy right now. And I, I, I will, as I mentioned last night as well, is any listing agents or anybody listing their home or any flippers that are going to list their home, just make sure the buyer has a little bit of checking in on the buyer on the back end. And something that I, I do anyway, but I've been more aggressive with is, even with the buyer agent, I, as a listing agent, I'm going directly to the the lender and kind of getting some information on them because there's been so many new restrictions and rules with COVID that just, I mean, I had one that literally the day of closing, they asked for an extension on Monday, this is on a Friday, on a Monday, they said the loan was denied. And I don't know why we're asking for an extension on the day of closing and then the loan's denied. And I mean, bottom line is we were able to save that. We switched it with another lender at Loan Depot and and it's saved, it appraised well, and we'll be closing in about a week. But it's just kind of a weird time right now. So as listing agents, unfortunately, there are a lot of good buyer's agents out there, and they're on top of it, which is great. But there's a lot of circumstances where, as a listing agent, you kind of got to do both sides of the deal. Mm -hmm. It's part of the business. Stay on top of that lender and make sure everything's moving along nicely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's that's um, such a good point. The last, I think we both said this last night, like almost every closing I've had lately has been delayed. Mm -hmm. Um, which we can talk to our guest in a minute too. He just experienced this today. It, there's so many additional COVID riders that these underwriters are throwing out there. And a lot of the lenders, it's new for them. And it's changing pretty frequently too. So it's just causing delays on things. Um, I had one that was supposed to close Monday that Rob was working on. And I think we're going to have to push that till Wednesday. Um, that's been complicated too because that individual is a German national so a lot of his cash reserves are in German accounts so that on top of the COVID stuff has been really really awful mm -hmm. um, so just be prepared for extensions don't be offended 
or think that you know somebody's trying to pull one over on you that's a conversation i have all the time with my sellers they it's a lot of the time they think somebody's trying to like fleece them or something like that and it's like no i mean there's there's a lot of moving parts with these deals especially right now in the middle of a global pandemic and banks are scared they're all trying to figure out what's going on so that's why it's important to trust the lender on the other side like loan depot robert loan depot i'll give him a shout out right now he's been amazing um, I mean, every lender has their issues. There, you know, a lot of hangups. The underwriting is, um, you know, scrutinized <clears throat> and everything even in tighter, as you mentioned. But, um, you know, like I've had great experience with movement mortgage, mm-hmm. prime lending, and then Rob is, you know, been my go-to lender over at Loan Depot because he's been able to just pull some. My wife and I just closed on our uh, a house on Johns Island today, and I'm very appreciative of Rob. He was able. I mean, she went from a W two to her own company, yeah, and. We, she only has one tax return of less mm-hmm. than a year, and, and he was able to pull and keep that income, you know, show the income has stayed steady mm-hmm. um, and was able to back it up. But, you know, not a lot of people can do less than basically one year's tax return yeah. on someone who went from, you know, a W-2 to their own company yep. and, and keep that deal together. And I, I give him a, a big shout out because it's just been amazing what he's been able to, to make happen. And, um, yeah, but the, it's a very important to have a good lender, especially if I see like a Quicken Loans. Yeah. Or something on the buyer side if we have multiple offers i'm just telling you now as a listing agent i'm going to recommend you know the lender it's not only the agent and the offer it's going to be who the lender is and how far they are through the process so buyer agents get your people pre-approved not just pre-qualified like get them through yeah. the process <clears throat> yeah, it, it makes sure. a big difference right now even more than it always has yeah yeah and if you do have an issue with your loan it's normally not the originator's fault mm-hmm. so the lender that you know when you contact your lender quote unquote that individual has to comply with what the underwriter needs. So when you have issues, it's usually the underwriter mm-hmm. or the processor. It's normally not like one person's fault. So, you know, you can get mad at your lender, but they're probably pushing it harder than you are, you know, to try internally to try to get everything done. So it's normally the underwriter's fault, but again, they're just doing their job. They're not trying to be mean. They have to make sure everything checks out. So, you know, a lot of the time that's somebody that lives on the other side of the country that's handling 40 files at a time. So... It's a difficult job. Um, yeah, just be patient, yeah. especially with the rates where they are right now. So many refinances. They're just, they're just overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Just get them the documents as fast as you can and be patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, let's move over into our guests. We're excited to have this guy in. Um, we talked about having you in a few times just to kind of be a fly on the wall and interject from time to time. This is Brandon Bartley. Brandon is an agent with us, um, but Brandon also owns a pressure washing company. He does quite well with that. Um, Brandon pressure washed my house, did a fantastic job just a few months ago. Still looks great. Um, he is an agent, like I said, and an investor. So he's getting more involved with the investing stuff. Um, we can let him go through the details in a moment, but um, he's about to get into a house hack. Uh, he's buying a duplex a block away from me, which I'm happy to have him in the neighborhood. Um, so he'll be living in one side, renting the other one out. We'll let him kind of go through the, um, you know, well, if you want to introduce yourself, talk about AccuWash, you know, where you yeah. came from, what you're up to and stuff, and then we'll get into the deal. Yeah, yeah. talk about how many balls you're juggling right now. Yeah. yeah. Trying to yeah. do yeah. everything, yeah. 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 Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Mm-hmm. This is uh, exciting. So, um, yeah, I moved to Charleston about uh, three years ago, originally from Canton, New York, in upstate New York. Uh, graduated from uh, school in Canada, for went there for business for four years, and uh, went back to Canton to work for my dad's construction and pressure washing business there for about two years, and uh, helped him out with some project management stuff there, and ended up buying my first rental there, which was a single family house that I had rezoned and converted the uh, back 
uh, garage into another unit and mm -hmm. made it into a duplex. Uh, so after shortly after finishing that project, uh, ended up moving down to Charleston, just visited a few times and absolutely loved the city and uh, had a few friends down here and a cousin going to med school and just uh, made, made the move down. Uh, worked in car sales for about uh, 11 months mm -hmm. before I... Uh, you don't seem like a car salesman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't, <laughs> I, great people that I worked with, but mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, what I was looking for. So was looking kind of for just something to get into on my own, start my own business. And ended up uh, finding a pressure washing business uh, for sale, actually online. And ended up uh, talking to, the, unfortunately, the previous owner had uh, passed away. Mm. And it was a situation where his family wasn't in a position to continue running the business. So I ended up uh, coming to an agreement on terms with them and purchased that in September of 2018. And then shortly after that, I uh, decided that I wanted to get my real estate license and uh, hooked up with Troy here at Maven and uh, have been working with Dan recently on a few deals, which has been uh, awesome and uh, a huge help uh, with everything getting into real estate that way. And on the personal side, about to close on a duplex here in Park Circle, Troy mentioned, and uh, just excited to get that closed out next week we were supposed to close on it this afternoon but unfortunately some things came up with mm -hmm. uh, the underwriting so we'll, we'll close next week <clears throat> i definitely want to delve into that a little bit um but tell us a little bit about trying to find the right deal because i know you were looking in a couple different areas had a couple of deals you were thinking about and it's a tough process out there especially for a duplex yeah. finding something of good value yeah it's hard to find i mean especially in the charleston market with multifamily, um especially on market deals um there's it's hard to get cash flow in, mm -hmm. in multifamily right now. Um, so, you know, I, I was looking at a few different areas, downtown, West Ashley, but ideally I really wanted to be in Park Circle, uh, but there's not a whole lot of multifamily mm -hmm. in Park Circle. So yeah. when this opportunity came up, uh, I just knew that I had to act quickly and I had everything in line to put in the offer. Um, and it, it had been a long uh, process in terms of being newly self-employed getting that financing you know, in place, uh, able to qualify. But once I had everything in place, um, it, was, it was just a matter of taking action and, and putting in the offer. Yeah, <clears throat> that's awesome. Are you, are you planning on, um, <clears throat> are you planning on long-term or short-term rental on the other side? So I, I ran the numbers both ways mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that the numbers work both ways. There's currently a tenant in the other side of the duplex okay. um, that's not a long-term rental. So I'm, I'm planning to keep that in place for right now, at okay. least until we're kind of through the rest of this deal with, with COVID and everything. Cool. But there is the, the opportunity to turn that other unit into an Airbnb or short-term rental, yep. um, especially with kind of what we talked about last night with the regulations. North Charleston has been talking about putting some regulations in for short-term, but they haven't as of yet. Right. And, and that's kind of been on the back burner. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with that, but short-term rental is definitely an option that I'm looking at to to increase the the uh, revenue there. Yeah, that's awesome. I just couldn't remember. Um, I, I knew that was an option, but I didn't know if that was the way you wanted to go. I didn't know you went to school in Canada. Yeah. What did you? Where did you live? A. Yeah. A. Yeah. I guess I, yeah, I, guess I, uh, Canada, I kind of lost my uh, <laughs> accent. Yeah. yeah. Went to school at uh, University of Western Ontario. Okay. So two hours west of Toronto. Oh, okay. London, cool. Ontario. Yeah. So I went there for business and uh, had a great four years, but uh, ended up going back to my hometown for a couple of years and, and then uh, ultimately just decided that I was ready for, for a bit of a change. Yeah, right. And that the property that you had there, did you sell that or do you still have it? I still have that. Okay. Um, my dad, he owns a few rentals. Actually, he owns 
two doors down from that and across the street okay, um, cool. rentals. And so that's kind of how I got into it. I'm uh, just learning from him and uh, ended up purchasing that one and still hang on to that. Perfect. Cash flows really, really well for me. Yeah. So. How have you, um, so cash flow as well, I know there are a lot of restrictions in New York and I believe they just put something into like you can't do last, you can't collect last and security deposit. It's one or the other. And New York's one of the most stringent states when it, or we'll say tenant right states. Mm-hmm. Which um, I mean, you've heard Troy and I talk about it before. There is a, there is a middle ground. We're not saying it should completely be landlord, but it also shouldn't be tenant because mm-hmm. you know obviously we're taking all the risk and everything. But have you had any or has your dad any any issues with that being in New York? I haven't. I've been fortunate. I haven't had too many issues. Um, one person I have been burned by one person for about two thousand um, dollars, and it was just towards the end of their lease. Yeah. And, and, and so it, was, it kind of there wasn't a whole lot of recourse to take other than small claims court, which, you know, we'll see what happens there. But um, fortunately, I haven't had too many issues with that. So it's been, I've had good tenants the past three, four years. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a really good experience. But I do know that um, New York is is not very landlord friendly. And so that's kind of the benefit of of looking for rentals also in South Carolina, because it's a bit more uh, landlord friendly. Yeah. 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 It might be changing soon. Um, here a little bit. I don't think it'll be too radical. I need to get Marvin Pendarvis in here. He's our state, um, legislature for this area and he's been drafting, um, some updated landlord laws for the state. Um, he's a friend too. I think he does a really good job, but I would like to get him in. I haven't heard an update on how that legislation is coming in a little while. What he's Focusing on that really is more, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been keeping up with it. It's more to weed out slumlords. When you go into like the Chikoras and areas like that, the the really awful living conditions some of those folks are in. Um, so it's supposed to kind of help them. Um, the one thing he was getting a lot of criticism on was um, with, with eviction rulings. There would be a, um, there could be a state uh, provided um, basically like a defense attorney for those tenants to try to make them a case to not be evicted. Um, especially, you know, if it's something over like a living condition and it's, it's a, if it's a serious issue, like no heat, no water, things like that, then I think that's acceptable. Um, but I think there's been some pushback on that and that's being revised. Well, cause you gotta like meet a middle ground as South mentioned, like there are some, I'm being an investing, trying to find something for my clients and myself. Sometimes you walk into a situation you're like, all right, this, mm-hmm. You know, no people shouldn't be living here. I remember there was one home that we ended up buying, and um, they moved out. They were fine with it. I, I felt bad, but it was in really poor condition, and that's something that we won't do. My business partner and I, like, we renovate the home, we make it nice to live in, and then we also stay on top of it. And I'm all for restrictions to help against slumlords, mm-hmm. but I just hope <clears> that we don't just don't go too far because there is there's a lot of money, a lot of investing. At the end of the day, um, you know, people need homes, but they enter into that agreement like. They agree to pay. We agree to give them a good home. If there's a good home there, you know they need to pay or they need to move. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. it's got to be a good balance here. Like we both have to keep up with our end. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that middle ground. But yeah, I was just wondering if you had any, you know, issues yeah. there no, being no New York stories yet. Yeah. But, uh, good. Hopefully, we can keep it that way and, and keep uh, getting high quality tenants. Good. Yeah, so. Well, hopefully that'll be the case here because the you know you've lived up here for a little while. Yeah, I know you don't live here now, but you lived in um, some apartments nearby for a little while, and the um quality of tenant in the neighborhood has changed a lot over mm. the last handful of years yeah. so you know especially with all the development i think you'll have really good tenants hopefully um 
And you're planning to live in the one side, right? Which is yes, what makes yes. it a true house yeah, hack. I'm going to live in one unit and rent out the other and uh, cut down on living expenses. And right. that's my goal right now is to get my living expenses as low as possible while continuing to you know, grow income and uh, maximize my income and, and, and keep investing in properties and yep. scale up from there. Awesome. How did you, uh, how'd you find this deal? So I found this on the MLS. Okay. Uh, so it had been on, it was actually on earlier in the year, right around when the virus was hitting. Um, and I believe he took it off just to get the unit kind of turned over. He put it on for at least 10 days and then took it off and then it came back on. And that's when I started talking to him, immediately put in the offer, mm -hmm. took a look at the property, put in the offer and got it accepted. So, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then obviously the, the huge benefit of doing a house hack is the financing is typically preferential to what an investment would be. Do you want to give us like some generics on what your financing looked like? Yeah, so I'm going through Loan Depot, Rob Wade. Uh, shout out to Rob. He's been a huge help. Uh, he's been, I've been working with him for about six months on this, just getting the documents through to, with my self-employment, um, getting the documents to him, getting it all lined up. Um, and he's been awesome. Can't uh, recommend Rob enough. Uh, and so he, we were able to do a 3.5% FHA loan, cool. uh, so low down payment, and um, also was able to get a little commission off of that too because right. I have my license. So it's going to end up being a really low down payment uh, for me in terms of money in the deal, which uh, helps helps with the return. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a huge benefit being an investor and having your license. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing we do is at once you, primary residence, which you've already capped, so it doesn't matter, Dan. <laughs> but um, primary residence and then at least one investment a year I try not to take any kind of commission from folks so Brandon was able to basically divert his commission towards cash to close um, which just helps keep money in your pocket too I've done that a few times I think I did that on this house when I bought it I diverted my whole commission into the purchase here um, which just helps a lot which I tried to do on mine but it was our way to get the dollar amount down we went we got him down 40 grand so I had to give up my commission but I was <laughs> yeah. trying to keep it too I got you so we use it for closing costs yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, how did you tell me a little bit um, how you analyze the deal? Because I, I think that's important for people to hear. Not, I want to. How did did you analyze it? Like you living in there? Did you analyze it when you move out? Like your future plans? You kind of do a little bit of both. Like talk a little bit about that. Yeah. If you can. So I run I run multiple scenarios. So I ran it uh, as a long term rental with myself living at the property. Uh, so you know taking into account four percent tax on on one side on one unit and six percent on the the other side so running numbers that way but also looking at if i if for some reason i needed to move out or move mm -hmm. you know locations uh what the long-term numbers would look like if it, the whole property was at six percent and, and rented long term and in that scenario i am still cash flowing not a, not a whole lot but enough to to cover everything and so that uh it really makes sense in terms of the numbers there so I mean if you cash flow a hundred a month you're into it for three and a half percent you're probably ten percent cash on cash return yeah, when you move out that's still a good twelve percent cash on cash yeah. return yeah you think about that way yeah so and, and that's worst case scenario because this for me was a property that it's in an area that I can see myself for right. three to five years um, it's not necessarily something that I'm looking to move into for a year and then immediately leave mm -hmm. uh, it's more of a, a, a situation where I see that I can save in terms of rent savings and uh, and just save up some money that way yeah and still live in a really desirable area yeah, exactly i mean Park you're is our favorite area of charleston yeah and that's really where we wanted to be mm -hmm. so to find this and, and be able to save six hundred dollars i mean 
That's clutch. At, at the end of it. I mean, that's cash flow. Yeah. You know, that's the benefit of a house hack is, you know, save it or make it. You know, either way, you could have stayed where you were and bought a couple of rentals that maybe would cash flow 600 bucks net at the end of the day. But, you know, it's easier to do it this way. And that's going to hold value, too. Yeah. Um, probably increase in value. So if you stay for a handful of years and sell it, that's great. And then quality of life. I mean, that's we house hacked the first three, I think, that I had. But we lived in neighborhoods we didn't want to live in. So there was a quality of life aspect in there, too. That, like one year and yeah. then. Yeah. And that kind of can affect, I mean, emotional cash flow, if you want to say that. Yeah. Um, so those were short term. I mean, we were so ready to move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. But, I mean, your one, two-minute walk from, you know, the drag, yeah, you know. Exactly. So I think you'll you'll really enjoy it. And then we've got so much stuff coming up here still. I think your value is going to go up. Yeah, there's just so much growth in the park circle. Mm -hmm. and there's still restaurants, uh, breweries that are moving here. I and mean, it's just been, the growth in this area has just been insane. Yeah. So to be in the middle of all that is, is pretty exciting. Staggering. So yeah. He keeps saying we, although I haven't met the other half, the better <laughs> yeah, half yes, yet. So I think, I don't know if she's real or not <laughs> yet. We're going to have to find yeah, that out. My, my girlfriend Mackenzie, she's been there. She's from since, Canada? No. no she's <laughs> down here. I met her when I came down here. She's been extremely supportive through all of this. Uh, cool. Just with, uh, she wasn't, in the investment, she I kind of brought her into all of this in terms of house hacking and all of that. Yeah. And so she's been uh, really supportive in terms of uh, being okay with, with doing this. And yeah. uh, fortunately, we were able to be in Park Circle. Yeah, so that's really awesome. Good. That's important to have the, both on the same page. Yeah, that's yeah. clutch. Yeah, that's it just, took me yeah. a minute with Rachel. She was on board, but she didn't understand the financial aspect of it for a while. When she left her 9 to 5 and then saw like kind of that how dramatic your income changes when, when that happens she got a lot more on board and now like literally every property she sees she's like can we get it can we make a cash flow can we keep it um i need to get i should get you i have a copy of uh the cash flow board game the rich dad one yeah it's really good um patrick orifice has it i need to get it back from him he had jesse playing it so that she would understand what he was doing if you want to borrow it that's funny that you mentioned that too. I get two quick things on that with my wife on the new house we just bought. We have a shed on the side. She's like, hmm, should we turn that into a unit so <laughs> yeah. we can rent that out in cash flow? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's just, uh, it's just amazing on how all of a sudden, you know, the, the mindset starts going. And then yeah. also yesterday, it was funny last night, I had called him and it, she had just emailed me. She gets Zillow updates because now my wife just loves looking at Zillow. Yeah. Um, and she sends me a list. She goes, "Oh, this look, looks like a good investment deal on John's Island. It's our it's our land deal that we oh, had yeah. to knock down home. It was the 989 Main Street." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Lisa, do you know that's my listing?" And she's like, "Oh, I didn't know that." <laughs> she's not laughing. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's fantastic, man. Um, so let's see what else on this one. Well, talk about like future plans. I know you kind yeah. of mentioned a little bit, but like, what's your goal? Like, the house hack part, and then what's kind of your your goal as far as investing the real estate side what's, what's your next yeah. five years look like yeah so i i want to continue investing in small multifamily. that's kind of where i just started out i just happened to you know invest in a duplex first and my second deal now is going to be a duplex so i'd like to stay in that two to four unit um, mm -hmm. and, and just build my portfolio that way and then you know down the road look at uh, larger multifamily from there um, and really come to charleston getting involved with everyone here really opened my eyes to the idea of partnerships more and JVing, so that's something that I'd like to get into more mm -hmm. down here. Um, it really wasn't something that I ever thought about until you know I got around people that 
you know, do that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really, uh, that's something that I'd like to continue or to strive for. Cool, man. Breakfast today talked about like that and everything. So that was, yeah, that was yeah. good to listen uh, to. Yeah. yeah. Danny Randazzo's, uh, breakfast meetup downtown. Uh, it's been incredible in terms of the networking and the people there. They're just great. Mm -hmm. I'll get back to that thing eventually, man. That's such a good meeting. I just I take my kid to school in the morning. It's like impossible because Rachel teaches Chinese. She does ESL in the morning with kids in um, China, in mainland China. So she teaches from like 6 to 9. And I've got Ori from 6 or 6.30 until I take him to school at 8.30. I might just take him with me. I was going to say, take him, yeah. take him with you. Yeah. I'll just have to leave early and bring him right back to school. Um, but Kate, it was Caitlin there. No, she wasn't there today. Okay, because like she can. She Kelly can and Danny with. can. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the Caitlin hang on. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back to. That's such a good meeting. Yeah, um, it is. Um, yeah. Um, and then AccuWash. That's all. That's a really cool point of this too. Is, you know, that's your main gig, right? Yeah, yeah. That for for the last two years, that's been my primary income. I mean, that's and went from being an owner operated type business um, and I've since hired employees to help me out with the workload and mm -hmm. um, try to focus on the administrative side and estimates and things like that which has really freed my time up in, in terms of uh, also being able to do some real estate deals yeah. uh, with Dan so so that's been huge just having a, a good team in place to, to help out with that yeah I'm trying to get them to shift out a little bit come over to real estate because <laughs> yeah. we've been getting busier yeah. and we got some yeah. good leads we got yeah. a lot of yeah. good leads we got another partner we brought in to make calls yep. for us to help mm -hmm. out yeah jake has been a good help. help for us uh, yeah and so yeah i won't uh, rule that out in terms of uh, possibly making a full-time uh day out of real estate but uh, we'll see we'll see what happens yeah right when now, when you two you two started partnering up really kind of the beginning of the year right I don't know the end of last year, maybe? Yeah, no. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year. Beginning really. of this year. Yeah. So yeah. Right around and when COVID hit. Yeah, that's started. right. And you guys we have been doing well. Yeah. Lots of phone calls, lots of meetings. Um, we have a couple of lead sources that have come in to play, which have been great. Yeah. Um, a couple of, uh, I'm not going to give them up, but we have a couple of lead <laughs> sources. And and they've been starting to turn, especially the last couple of weeks, some good uh, some good hot leads off of them yeah. yeah it was it was difficult in the first couple of months because it was like you said we was right when uh COVID hit and mm -hmm. so a lot of people were kind of pumping the brakes a little bit in terms of what they wanted to do but now we're starting to get some more traction making calls and, and having people be more receptive yeah. to, to the idea of selling so yeah it's been uh, it's been an awesome experience and Dan's been a huge help with, with all of that good yeah yeah I'm glad you guys have teamed up it's very very beneficial for everybody um what else should we get into here just more you know obviously anytime you have any kind of real estate issue let me know you know we've um worked through your closing hopefully today right you got good news like yeah, right when we sat down actually talking news. about that a little bit yeah, yeah. got good news right before we started recording here and uh got the okay that we were there was one issue that popped up with underwriting so uh, just got uh, the text from Rod that we were good to go with that, so we're looking at closing uh, early next week. It won't be Monday because of Labor Day, but uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Awesome, so, man. Yeah, excited to get that news. That's exciting. Well, if you're free on Tuesday evening, our um, Old North Charleston neighborhood meeting is that night. Oh, awesome. They're actually really good. We haven't met, same thing with like REI Central. I don't think we've met since February or March, um, but those are really good to go to. Because yeah, that's your yeah. neighborhood boundary. Yeah, I definitely want to get involved with mm -hmm. that type of thing as soon as we move, move in and yeah. uh, really start getting it, feel for the 
neighborhood. Yeah, and I think I've told, I've made that suggestion to people before, and I said it last night. Um, if you own property in a neighborhood and there's a neighborhood association of any kind, not an HLA, but like a homeowners sort of association, which is just like a community group, a civic group. <laughs> you said group. not an HOA, but a homeowners association. <laughs> that was awesome. It's really like a civic group. <laughs> but not group. an HOA. Yeah. <laughs> not, not like a professionally managed one with covenants and restrictions. So mm-hmm. if you live in a neighborhood, there's no HOA and yeah. there's a civic club. Mm-hmm. Try to go to one of those or find out who... A lot of them go defunct over time. So try to find whoever's in charge of those and get some contacts from it so you can get normally your code enforcement official you can usually get like whoever your um nro is the cop that's kind of in charge of your neighborhood and just have that information like if you get a code you have a tenant in a home and they don't mow the grass or they put something out on the road and you get um a ticket from code if you have that code enforcement officer's number and you call them and you say i'm sorry i was unaware of that i've made you know some sort of remedy to that issue they're usually really cool about it and they'll remember you, and they'll probably give you a break on things like that in the future because now they know it's a rental property. They know you're present, that you're trying to take care of them. Um, so those are really beneficial. And you just meet other people in the neighborhood that are um, doing stuff that might yeah. be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Other business owners maybe have you know, a lawn care company or yeah. something like that. You know, so Another thing you can do, too, um, this is pretty cool. This guy, Nick, he uh, is a son of the person who we bought our house from really nice guy and actually john florence knows him because he's an attorney and i won't drop names or anything but um super nice guy in our neighborhood and what he did was he went and got a food truck and sent an email out to everybody in the neighborhood say hey it's a food truck coming in the food truck was very happy i mean first mm-hmm. of all they're not super busy right now they come in there and they made some good money yeah that's another thing to do like you just volunteer when you're on these community things say hey why don't we bring in a food truck why don't we do this to kind of like you socially distance still, but have like that community feel and be yeah. be a part of it. And it's a good way to meet people. Maybe get some more listings in this area. Yeah. And yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. But yeah, well, I don't think we can ask you your fun stuff. Um, yeah, what uh, is keeping you motivated? Because you got a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just um, striving to, like I said, lower my expenses and, and have that money to invest in real estate to get financially free. Mm-hmm. I mean, have that t- time free to. I'll spend with family. My family's back in New York, so it'd be nice to have more free time to get up there or if they come down here and uh, end up spending more time down here, be able to spend that time. And uh, so really that's that's my goal. That's what motivates me is just just trying to get to to a spot where I I have that freedom to, to do other things. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Have you listened to any books or podcasts or read anything lately? Yeah. Um, I listened to, obviously, REI Central mm-hmm. podcast religiously. Um, Bigger Pockets is another one that I keep up with. Uh, also listen to Danny Randazzo has yep. a, a podcast that he does, uh, which I really enjoy. And then um, Tim Brotz, who yep. just had on. Uh, he also is in, I think, his second season of uh, his podcast, and he's had some really uh, good guests on there. I bet, so, yeah. Um, and that's uh, another guy that's Danny and Tim are both killing it in multifamily. So, you know, those guys are, are definitely top of the game. And uh, it's, it's fun to listen to those guys. Yeah. And it's nice too with those two because they do it differently. Yeah. They I mean, both exactly. syndicate, but differently. So you can kind of play out both and, you know, and just really yeah. kind of learn both ways, you know, a couple different ways of doing it. You know? Yeah. And they cooperate, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, fun stuff. What do you do for fun, man? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, we love uh, just going to different events around Charleston. Um, love going downtown just to uh, Second Sundays, one that I, I love, uh, just being able to walk around downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, I really just uh, enjoy having time to, to spend with uh, 
you know, friends and family when they're in town. Uh, luckily, I moved to a place that all my friends and family really want to come right. and uh, enjoy. So yeah. it's uh, always nice to be able to do that. Well, hopefully it'll cool down soon. And yeah. we can, uh, it's been brutal yeah, last yeah. week. I like this. I feel like I'm losing weight right now. Yeah. Because it's like a sauna in this in, in here right now so like i think i just lost five pounds yeah and it airs off in here i've been working in the yard and trying to get all this stuff done um it's been pretty miserable i'm, I'm ready to get all this work done yeah get back to normal uh, this is the time of year that pressure washing is uh being outside it's not uh, a whole lot of fun because uh, yeah. it's 95 degrees every single day so. i'm sure but then what sucks is then when you get all wet from sweat or that water yeah. and then you go into the air it's miserable and get a cold real quick like that yeah. i think i got one that hurricane came when it was at laura mm. a couple months ago or a month ago or whatever i was working outside and got soaked and then i got caught in the rain and i went to um, the grocery store to just get some stuff in case the power went out and it was like 65 in there and i was stuck in line for like an hour got a pretty gnarly cold that week i, I troy i believe you're 32 right almost Troy's almost 32 and he's a cranky old man already. I can't wait to see him when he's like in his 40s and 50s. I already it's am. too hot. I have to wait in line. My I got back <laughs> My back hurts. Yeah. Really I didn't does. get my nap in today. I know. I did. Russ called me the, called me at like 1 and I was taking a nap. Yeah. You don't call me between 1 and like 2.30. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a... I usually do just to mess with him, but <laughs> he never answers. I'm, I'll answer any other time. He does. Man, he does. But when I'm taking my nap, broker. like that's the only time that I'm like can't look at my phone it's like, off. and my kid's not here so i'm like I don't, i'm not gonna get woken up or whatever you know <laughs> so um all right danny got some tips for us yeah just to ask you anything else you want to bring up or um any questions no, i mean yeah. i've really enjoyed this guys thanks for having me on it's uh it's been awesome cool man no, absolutely man glad to have you every day come anytime if you want to listen yeah um i think we'll get mick Kewen in here pretty soon i'm excited to get him in. yeah that's pretty cool talking yeah. about notes oh, um, yeah yeah like, it's so cool, um, and well, I've been talking to him for a while about coming in, and we just our schedule was so messed up. Um, Kelly will come in again soon too because she has the new lending, the rehab wallet. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I'll get Marvin Pendarvis in here pretty soon. He's really busy right now. He's doing a lot of like stumping and punditry for November, um, so he's been super busy. I'll try to get him in. I don't know again. those words you just said, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Above <laughs> my uh, my level, but yeah. I'll, actually, the, the investing tip I wanted to bring up today was. Uh, you know, Brandon touched upon it a little bit when he was um, talking about his house hacking, but I think this is very important down in this Charleston area, and I and I guide my clients uh, a lot on this because they don't even, they wouldn't even think about it. Um, is when you're house hacking, you're running your numbers on four percent because you're going to move into the house. You really got to run those numbers on six percent, and I'm talking about the tax bracket. And it's not just two percent. When you're talking about when you live in a home as your primary residence versus an investment home, it's about three times the amount in taxes. And that could really be a factor. If you're cash flowing at four percent, let's just say a three hundred thousand dollar home at four percent, you're paying you know two grand in taxes as uh, as your primary residence. That can go up to six grand. I mean, you're talking that's three hundred and fifty almost three hundred fifty plus a month difference in your payment and if you're planning on cash flow in 250 or 300 a month you're now negative yeah 50 100 a month and that deal doesn't work mm-hmm. so that's the importance of really understanding your numbers based on when what's your future plan that's why we were talking about with brandon today what's your future plan what do your numbers look like once you move out of that home and the same thing and i'll kind of expand upon this a little bit same thing if you're planning the short-term rent make sure it also works long-term renting I mean, that's, you know, a lot of rules, a lot of regulations can change and you may have to in a, you know, quick moment change from short-term rental to long-term rental. 
And if you negatively cash flow at that point, you know, all of a sudden it may be hard to sell that property. You know, you're, it can end up, you know, costing you instead of making you money. So yeah. those are really important factors when, when uh, looking to invest or house hack. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We saw that earlier this year with COVID. I mean, all of a sudden short-term rentals just shut down for yeah. two months and all of a sudden people were trying to transition. And if you haven't run your numbers on that long-term scenario, and for sure and then yeah. the people were losing jobs and things too and having income issues so that was a really tumultuous time for people that didn't have that exit strategy yeah in place already that's so um, important and that's why you hire investor friendly agents like <laughs> troy myself or brandon because we're going to help guide you with that yeah. um and make sure that we're looking out for you yep. um as your agent but and then um you know cool things around town i've kind of as people know that on the podcast, I haven't really mentioned too much because a lot of the things, have, you know, a lot of the festivals aren't going on. A lot of the um, activities are starting to pick back up a little bit. But my main thing, and I like to really stress, is just support local. Go mm -hmm. to some local breweries, go to some local restaurants, order out from local places. Just they're trying, they're starting to pick back up, which is nice. But it's it's really helpful to support the smaller businesses. Yeah, right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's vital for our our businesses too. Yes, yeah. you know, keep those folks in business, and that helps everybody's economy, especially on a local level. Absolutely. So. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, you guys can always reach us. Um, you know, Facebook, got Facebook groups. Um, you can reach out to Dan, myself, Brandon, anybody. Uh, please send in some questions if you got any. Um, if anybody's listening that would be interested in being a guest too shoot me an email let me know what it is you're doing um you know i mean everybody's got their specialties and their stuff that you know we're familiar with but we don't know the ins and outs and we don't know the personal stories and experiences so we're happy to talk to anybody that does it right and is you know interested in sharing their business and their story it's it's great so um feel free to reach out to us anytime and we'll see y'all in a couple weeks see bye you later. thank, thank you, you. Thanks again for listening to the REI Central Podcast presented by Maven Realty. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to us. You can find us online at www.mavenrealtysc.com. We also hope to see you at our next REI Central meetup. More information on dates and tickets can be found at www.rei-central.com. Have a great day.